From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Today, we're kicking off a new series that is looking at marriage through the years. This is part one, Newlywed. And there's an anonymous quote that says, a wedding is an event. A marriage is a lifetime. Invest more in your marriage than your wedding and success is inevitable. I love that one. And given the cost of weddings these days, holy cow, if you invested a fraction of that into your marriage, game changer. Exactly. We're going to be talking a lot about that in today's show wrapped around the idea of being newlywed. But first, we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And a hug's an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has had crazy, amazing breakthrough. And this week's hug is brought to you by the one conference. I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about this incredible opportunity later in the show, but the hug actually comes from someone who's going to be joining us at the one conference in September. Right on. And she says, after 23 years of marriage, divorce was not an option, but we knew we had, we had to change or the next 23 years would be miserable. Mm. In May, my husband and I agreed that we needed to go to counseling. And about the same time, I finally decided to check out your podcast. A friend from church had shared with me, and I kept seeing you pop up in my Facebook feed since you'll be at our church in September. I have a 50-minute drive to work, so I decided to replace listening to the news with listening to you guys. It's amazing the difference in my attitude when I get home now. Awesome. Counseling gave us some tools to communicate better and deal with the anger issues, but your marriage has given our, your podcast has given our marriage a spark that we never had before. You discuss things that a good Baptist church girl would never ask. (laughs) For example, I never liked oral sex before and I felt unclean. Your tip to shower together beforehand totally changed things. I'm more relaxed and finally experienced orgasms that made me quiver. Awesome. I can't even begin to tell you the difference in our marriage after only two months. We've never been to a marriage conference before. My husband doesn't quite like those things, but he agreed to come to the one in September at our church, Journey Kenosha. Secretly, I think he's a little excited to hear more from you and meet the people who have had such an impact on our marriage. Can't wait to see you in September. Right on. And hey, I'm going to just put it out there right now. If you want to come and join us in September or any other one conference or any other events we may be doing, go to oneliveevents.com. There is no greater joy, I can say, for myself, and I think Elisa would agree, to being able to be with you guys in the one family and see you guys. Mm-hmm. So get on there, join us. Let's have some fun together. Absolutely. And, you know, I I love that this couple has been married for 23 years. And, and yet we know in the one family that you've been married from anywhere from we've got couples who are dating and engaged all the way to, you know, 40, 50 plus years. And the fact of the matter is that marriage changes over the years. And it's not just about how old you are, but how long you've been married. And this new series that we're starting today is going to be looking at the different challenges that you face in different seasons and wrapped Mm -hmm. around different areas of marriage. And we want to equip you in this series to make your marriage extraordinary, no matter how long the two of you have been married. And I know you heard Tony say that this particular show is talking about that newlywed season. Mm -hmm. And I don't want those of you that are like, yeah, that's not us. I don't want you to check out right here because chances are good that you know someone or will know someone who is going to need this show. 
Or I would even say you could step back and go, what could we have done mm. to change things in that newlywed season of our marriage? And maybe even looking at that now and going, we can still do that now. doesn't matter if we've been married 5, 10, 15 years. We can still look at that and make a shift, an adjustment in our marriage that could propel us into a whole new direction. That is so good. So good. And according to different sources right there on you know the different sites and whatnot, the newlywed phase lasts anywhere between 12 months and four years for people to kind of feel like, you know, we're... We're, settled in. We're good. We're settled in. Okay. In the one family, the average time to feel settled in into your marriage was about 14 months. So right there within that within that range that all the other... 14 months is interesting because we recently did an episode, Loneliness and Marriage, where folks, when we asked in the one family how long they felt that lasted, was 14 months. So it's, it's, it's just an interesting to see that pop up again, that that newlywed phase and season is about 14 months. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That it, it, one of those little coincidences that happen as yeah. we connect so much with you guys and you share your lives with us. And we thank you for that. And this newlywed time, it's really the time from the I do until kind of all those realities of marriage <laughs> set in. Which could be on the first night when you're sleeping next to somebody, if you've never done that before. Or it's even, you know, just the the waking up and what does that morning routine look like? Absolutely. And the the challenge with being newlywed is that that season comes with a ton of expectations. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, and I think more so now than when we got married. Well, because we didn't have social media when we got married. We didn't know how other people were living their lives. Right. right. We, we, we knew maybe our, our three closest friends. And, and even then, you're just sort of like, yeah, yeah they're getting along. It's good. But well, now we I were, would say it's, it's a whole nother level. We were the first ones in our friend group to get married. Pretty much. I mean, the people that we ended up hanging out with, we were the first one. Everybody else yeah, was dating. Right. So I, we I didn't forgot even, about that. We didn't even have other married couple, like the things that we tell you guys, like go find other married couples to do life with. We didn't even have that. We were hanging out with all these dating people. Mm-hmm. So That's crazy. Right. So crazy. And part of our story, and we've shared this on the show before, is that Tony and I did live together before we got married. And, you know, so many people are like, oh, well, you know what? We're living together. It's not going to change that much when we get married. I'm telling you. Doesn't matter if you live together or you don't live together before you get married. That whole I do big fancy dress, have a cake, you know, all your friends are clapping thing, that changes the relationship the day after. For sure. And I think there is this internal and 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 I can't like pinpoint it. And I'm sure there's a neurologist or somebody who's done a study, but I, I feel like there's just this synapsis, this switch that just happens. When we do say I do, mm-hmm. and even though we were living together, once we did say that, there was this flip of a switch of expectations, mm-hmm. desires. Um, gosh, I, I'm just trying to even think when it comes to how you wanted to be romance, how we wanted to look at our sexual intimacy. There was this difference of like, oh, no, no, we're not dating and engaged anymore. We're, we're married. Mm-hmm. Well, and there was a permanence right? That yes. when we're dating, even, even living together, right? There's this idea, well, if, it, if, if I'm you know miserable, I'm just going to get out. Well, if I'm married to you, it's not just like, I'm going to pack up my stuff and go. Our fights took on a different uh, tenor because of the fact mm-hmm. that, that we were fighting as a married couple. And why were you, you saying those things to me? If you loved me and you'd married me, like, why would you say that stuff to me? Or, or why are we even fighting about these things if we're married? Like, why is this such a big deal to you? And, and so there were all of these 
these things that shifted, our sexual intimacy shifted, right? We had been living together. We had been sexually active before we got married. And I will tell you that, I mean, it wasn't like an immediate thing. It wasn't like that, you know, synapses flip the switch thing that Tony was talking about in terms of sort of that emotional connection. But shortly, I would feel like shortly after we got married, things just kind of got into routine. And, you know, some people may say, well, that's kind of like, well, Lisa, you got the guy. And so you, you stop. I, I don't know why that changed. What I do know is that it did change. Our, our, our relationships with extended family changed. I remember being on a walk with Tony's mom and, and, you know, we're out there, you know, just kind of, you know, it was the early version of the walk and talk, did not know it back then. And, uh, I remember her looking at me and she said, you know, now that you're married to Tony, we would like for you to call us mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And I remember having that thought of, oh, that seems so weird to me. And like on one hand, that's amazing, but like I would have a mom and dad. How do people, how do people navigate this like two mom and dad thing when you're married into it? You know, and, and so that changed little things that I was just kind of like, oh, that's cute. You know, oh, Tony does this. It's one of his little quirks now became irritants. And I know that was Tony's like, I know you all have heard it on the show. I know after I got married, there were lots of things that Tony thought he could deal with that suddenly became like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you do that? Because getting married, going through that ceremony, having that time together, it does change the relationship in so many little ways. And it's the little things. Like there's a scripture in um, Song of Solomon that talk about the little foxes, catch the little foxes, because those are the ones that come and destroy the vineyard. Why? It's all the little things that take a toll. It's not the you know, the catastrophic things. The catastrophic things always come from a bunch of little things. It's things, here, here's what you all said that were like an adjustment when you got married. It was having to do more laundry, (laughs) cook more food. It's bringing the finances together, right? We talked about that when we did the money and marriage series Mm -hmm. and we should actually, you know what? Well, let's put a link to, to that show about bringing finances together. Let's put that in the show notes. So that's episode 495. Yeah. And we'll put a link there in the episode notes for you guys. Sure thing. It's blending families, Mm -hmm. dealing with in-laws and sharing your spouse with his or her family. It's sharing a bed. Some of you talked about the fact that you were both, uh, how did you, somebody phrase it? I think they said they're both tuck and roll with the covers. Well, <laughs> if you have two people tucking and rolling in different directions. Yeah, that blanket, there's going to be a tug of war in your bedroom or in your bed. Or, or you all of a sudden, like you're used to having all of this space in your bed and then suddenly, oh my gosh, you're in my space. We've talked about before the bathroom. Mm, the bathroom. Yeah. The, the, the kitchen, the, 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 the clothes, the hamper, the little things that, wow, what does this feel like as a newlywed? Mm-hmm. It's how do you handle conflict when you're married? How do you learn about sex? How do you continue to, or how do you even start talking about sex? How do you share your expectations? How do you, as one person said, all of your selfishness comes out when you get married. And I was like, oh, yes. that is so true. And it, the whole newlywed season, such an incredible time because you've had this amazing wedding, right? You had all of the, you know, the, the wedding planning season and, you know, everything was about the wedding and all this, you know, just happiness and joy and, and plans and all this kind of stuff. And now you're living with your soulmate, your best friend, your lover. And like Tony said, I mean, we got married uh, almost 23 years ago. And so we didn't have social media. We didn't see how everybody else was living their life. We, you, we had Hollywood, 
right? All of the media representations mm-hmm. of marriage and what that looked like. And in all of those, for so many of us, there's this perception that the wedding is the culmination of everything that we've ever wanted. The wedding is, is the pinnacle. The reality is the wedding is one day. And it's the start. It's not the culmination. It's the start. And I think that's where those of you who may be married 5, 10, 20 years maybe, you need, you need to remind yourself that you, you may still be like, oh, well, our wedding, in your mind, you may not say this out loud, but you think back to that time and it was so amazing. It was so great. And maybe even for those of you who are younger, that was, that was an amazing day. And yet that was the starting line. Mm-hmm. So get your shoes back on because we got a race to run. Mm-hmm. And this isn't a sprint we're running, man. This is a marathon. And there are going to be ups and downs and there are going to be hills that we're going to climb that are going to slow us down. And there are going to be hills that we're going to go down that are going to speed us up. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, there's going to be scenery around us that we're going to just fall in love with. And there's going to be so much joy and happiness. And then there are going to be times when we're going through a forest going like, why the heck are we dealing with this right now? So remember though, that this marriage journey, and as we go through this series and we're talking about the different years, I think we're going to really wrap this around. Let's make sure that we continue to come back to it's this marathon we're on together. Mm-hmm. And there, there's joy in there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. There's a lot of fun. But when you're getting ready for a marathon, and for somebody who's, I've never done an actual official marathon. I've actually done a, an official ultra marathon because back in the day, because I was he's like, ultra, he's like, ultra. Back in the day, I was like, I'm not doing a marathon. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do an ultra. This is after I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. But as we trained, there's always little things that we learned, things that we. We enjoyed, Elise and I, when we did a ton of backpacking, I remember back in the day, we stepped into the um, the most amazing retailer of outdoor gear ever, REI, and they made sure to pack on about 50 to 60 pounds of stuff on our backs. And one of the things we learned as we went out and, and were on our backpacking trips, and this is early on in our marriage, this is like year two to three, mm-hmm. what we learned then, and I think we still take into our marriage today, is that there can be a lot of stuff on you, and yet do you need it all? Mm-hmm. And so we would come back and we would look and we'd go, did we use that? Did we need that? And we would start to pair things out and put things in that we really needed. And through that backpacking experience, we came down and I did when I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, I had a backpack that was anywhere between eight and 12 pounds, eight and 10 pounds before food and water. And I think we do that a lot in our marriage even today. Well, and I, I love those two analogies that you gave. First of all, when you were talking about, uh, when you were talking about the marathon Right. And that image, this idea that, you know, the only thing that you left out when you were talking about all those different places was that marathoners always talk about hitting the wall. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. Or bonking. You know, they'll use well, one of bonking. The- bonking is a bit different than hitting the wall. Hitting the wall is like, man, I still got six miles to go. Bonking is like you got jellyfish legs and you can't move anymore. Like you're done. Okay. Then let me just focus on hitting the wall. Okay. Because you'll have, you'll have places like that in your newlywed season. Mm. Where you, you even even though you're still in that newlywed season, you're trying to get all settled in, you're gonna you're gonna hit the wall. Trust me. Here's how I know. We get emails from folks all the time that have been married less than twelve months who say oh, three months. Three months, one month, who say, I'm not sure I married the right person. I don't like this marriage thing is not what I expected. Right. I we're not working together. We we whatever. 
So that's how we know. That's part of the reason why this whole marriage to the year series is starting with newlywed because you're already hitting the wall. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say is, and I want to piggyback on what Tony said, when you hit the wall, please keep your shoes on, right? Keep your shoes on and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right? We're doing these series. We're talking to you about things like hitting the wall. We're talking to you, thing, you know, giving you the backpack analogy. The other thing I, I thought about with the backpack analogy, he's so good with this, is people are going to tell you that you need all of these things. Right, you're gonna hear from you're gonna hear from your pastor, and you're gonna hear from your sister's best friend, and you're gonna hear from Instagram, and you're gonna see something on Pinterest, and you're gonna you know you're gonna add all of these things, and you're gonna feel the weight of all of these expectations and all of these things that people tell you. And you know, as one person said, as we were preparing for this show, here's the thing: you've got to figure out what marriage advice fits your marriage. And I would just go back to the kiss, the kiss and. Keep it, it, keep it simple, stupid. That's it. What, or, what do they call that? Uh, oh, you put me on the spot. It's, um, I can't remember. All right. Somebody can tell us. Anyways, but keep it simple, stupid. And in all honesty, we've lived our marriage like that at times because there will be people who are going to heap things on you that you don't need. Keep it simple. Like we don't need to overthink this. What works for the two of you in this season right now. And the other thing I want to say is if you're in this place where you're engaged or you're dating or you're thinking you're going to marriage, take a deep breath and remember your wedding is one day, one day, six to 12 hours, give or take your wedding or your marriage. That is a lifetime. And we have to be to to create the extraordinary. We have to invest time in proportion to that reality. That, that has to happen. So let's talk about creating healthy action around this season, whether you're a newlywed or you know someone who is or will be soon. Understanding what you can do will put the two of you on the road to the extraordinary. But and we want to talk about that. But before, just like I read the hug that that, you know, couple is going to the one conference, we want to share about this week's sponsor, which is the one conference. And truly, it's an event like no other. It's not your typical boring marriage conference. It's a culmination of the last 11 years, not just of the one extraordinary marriage show, but of everything we put together. And guess what? Tony and Elisa are live with yes. you oh, yes. all day. Absolutely. And so many attendees from past events have shared with us that what the biggest thing that they got, or not that they got, but that they were surprised about was the fact that Tony and I are the same in person as we are behind the microphone. So you don't yep. have to worry. Are they going to be the same? I can tell you lots and lots of people have said, guess what? They are the same. And we've heard from husbands over the years who have said, this conference is the first time that my wife left a marriage event without feeling inadequate or like something was wrong with her. That's incredible to us. Or wives who have written in that said, they said seeing the coffee break live completely changed how they were able to communicate with their husbands. Craziness. So don't wait to get your seats. You already get so much out of the show. Imagine what a full day face-to-face is going to do for your marriage. Get all the details for all of the one events at oneliveevents.com. You can register for the conference, see the schedule and more at oneliveevents.com. One more time, that's oneliveevents.com. Now, first things first, and this is going to be true for any stage of marriage. You need to evaluate your own expectations and share them with your spouse. That's huge. And we've talked about plenty of times. You need to share your expectations with your spouse. They do not have ESP. And this goes literally 
for everything from frequency of sex and, and sexual exploration and all of this kind of things to date night, to conversations, to, you know, spending time with your family at the holidays, to work schedules, all of it. Yeah. Yes. Does this mean you have to communicate? It does. And you know what? I'm going to put, we have episode 319 ESP. I'm going to mm. put that in the show notes as well for you guys, because you need to listen to that to understand why your spouse can't read your mind. Oh, it's so true. It's so true. Guys, I've shared this before, but I feel like it bears repeating. Whenever Tony actually seems to do exactly what I was thinking or bring home whatever I was thinking about, that is, that's just a repetition of behavior. It doesn't mean he has ESP. It doesn't. It just, it's behavior patterns. That's all. He knows because I've said it. So that was just a little aside. But it's important to remember that what you did to get to your wedding day is actually more, 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 I'm going to repeat it again, more important after the I do, right? You did dates with your spouse-to-be. You actually talked to them. You listened to them. Crazy, I know. Yeah. You spent time with them. You invested in learning about them. You, you know, many of you sought out help, you know, not help, but uh, premarital. Premarital, yeah. You did sure. the premarital coaching, counseling. You, you did something to prepare you for being married. All of these things, they don't stop because you put a ring on each other's fingers and you toss the bouquet. If you did it before you got married, do it after. And that's just coming from a couple who didn't. The, 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 the date nights, the, the romance, the, the discussions, the, the, gosh, I'm just, I'm just thinking like we, we took those drives and, and then we got married and we just stopped and we're like, oh, it's going to work. And we didn't realize that what we did to woo one another, to engage one another, we, we needed to continue doing that. So mm-hmm. during this newlywed phase in this season, it's, I'm telling you, get into a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Again, keep it simple. You don't, you don't need to go crazy. But what did you do? And what do you want to do now? If it's one, one day a month, make it happen. If it's a drive to the beach where you guys used to hang out, make it happen. Put it on the calendar. Remember, what's on your calendar is important, so put it there. We're all about scheduling this stuff. You know, the last series we talked about money and marriage. Mm-hmm. Since doing that, Elisa and I made sure, because we wanted to make sure that we were looking over our will and our trust, we put that on on our calendar and we went and we did it because it was on our calendar. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, I sit here as we're recording this show and I think it actually doesn't matter if you're in the newlywed phase or you've been married 30 years. No, not with this. Right? If it mattered to to be in a place where the two of you wanted to spend the rest of your life together, it matters now. Not only that, you need to you need to put yourself in in the oh, what's the word? In the community with wise counsel. Right? Having mentors. We didn't do our early married years with people who were married. We didn't have anyone in our life outside of our parents and maybe a few of Tony's cousins that we would see a couple times a year who were married. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of, I think a lot of our floundering in those early years is because there wasn't anyone that was speaking into our marriage to say, Hey guys, eh, you know what? That behavior is not so good. 
or someone that we could turn to when we were having challenges to say, why is he like that? Like for me to find a, you know, kind of a mentor wife to be like, why, why did, why do guys do this? Yeah. I would say that is such an important piece of this phase Mm -hmm. for sure. And I keep saying phase and, and season, and those are interchangeable for me just as an FYI. But even now in our own marriage, we have marriage mentors in our lives, folks who have been married 30 odd plus years, you know, what we can look up to that we can talk to because for us, it, it doesn't, we haven't arrived yet. We're still walking through this. And what does it look like as we go through these next seasons of our lives as kids are getting older and they're going to be leaving? What does that look like for us? What, so we go to those marriage mentors of ours and talk to them and, and where, where, where are they and how did they get through those areas of time, menopause, you know, these are things that we're going to even be discussing in this series. Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that, that what you thought was going to be easy, because we all, like I said, we all come into marriage with these expectations, whether it's from Hollywood or social media or wherever, that some things are just going to happen because you know what, we're married. So it's not going to be a problem for us. But things like sex, having conversations about tough topics, dealing with finances and parenting and so much more, they may actually be harder than you expected. And it doesn't mean, listen to me, it doesn't mean that you're doomed or a failure or that you married the wrong person. What it means for every single one of you is that you're two imperfect people. And yes, both you and your spouse have your own imperfections who are learning how to do something brand new, which means that, you know, the two of you have never been married to one another before. And so you have to learn how to be married to the other person. And I don't care if you're a blended family and you've been married before. You haven't been married to each other. So you have to learn how to do it. You have to learn how to have sex as a married couple and have conversations around sex. You have to learn how to have disagreements. How do the two of you fight? And how do you, how do you have those disagreements in a way that is healthy, mm-hmm. not destructive? How do you deal with the in-laws and your family? Like that just is a constant navigation. How do you share your life, all the nuances with another human being? That is a learned behavior. It doesn't just happen. There's no magic wand on your wedding day that says from here on out, it's going to be perfect because guess what? You two are the perfect couple and you've gotten married. And so you will have no problems. You're human. Things are going to come up. And you know, it's really interesting as we were preparing for this show, one of the comments that we got uh, from a summit partner in the position of the month club said, you know, the truth of the matter is, and this came out of uh, the wedding vow series. Mm -hmm. She said, you know, it's just important to remember at the end of the day that there will be times when the for better comes after the for worse. So when you're in that newlywed season, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, the ceiling's falling and, and I've married the wrong person. And this is just like, well, this is what I expected. Learning to walk through that as a team right? The newlywed period is how do the two of you set up your team? Mm -hmm. You aren't adversaries, right? The person that you married is not someone that you're, you're doing tug of war with and, and you've got to pull over so that it's always on your side or on their side. How do the two of you figure out how to link arms and walk side by side? Because the linked arm, that is actually the strongest posture, right? If you just walk side by side, anything can knock the two of you down right? Things will get between you and all this kind of stuff. But think about it right now. If you were to link arms at the elbow, there's really not a whole lot that can get through the two of you. And again, it doesn't matter if you are getting married, brand new married, or you've been married for 45 years. 
Tonight, you might need to go home and just walk up to your spouse and link arms with them. And they're going to ask you, unless they've already listened to the show, what in the world are you doing? And you're just going to look at them and say, you know what? I just wanted to remind me and remind you that we're on the same team. We're doing this life together. We're creating the extraordinary together. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And as we walk through this series, just remember, it may not be the season you're in right now, and yet there may be somebody that you know, or there's some tidbit, there's a little golden nugget that you can use and drop into your marriage. We're honored and blessed to have each and every one of you part of the one family, and we're excited for this series. So join us next week for part two in our marriage through the year series where we talk about the child rearing years. Have yourself a fantastic week, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys. Take care, and let us know how you're walking through your marriage together. Love you guys.